It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? It's Friday then. Saturday, Sunday. What? Yeah, it's okay. What's up? This is Jeff. Welcome to Jeff's podcast. And I should pause it first for the topic on a Friday. And last Saturday, December 11, 2021, I saw on the video about the incident courtesy of Facebook user Florenia Cosplay. At the AutoCute Cosplay event, which is organized by AutoCute and Otasuke Mobile App, there's one con goer or cosplayer who passed out after the final segment and he was getting a crowd crush. He is expected to head to the nearest medical center or a clinic, but he's okay. His symptoms is normal, and I expect he should check himself up in the nearest hospital after his incident in the coming days. This is what happened when it goes from bad to worse about crowd crush as seen in either a picture or a video. So what is crowd crush? It is a human disaster that occurs during religious pilgrimages or professional sporting and music events when crowds fall prey to mass panic due to an explosion fire or other trigger events which cause a stampede. The most notable for the crowd cross event is the 2006 Build Sports Stadium at Stampede where Willie Williams Wawawi holds its first anniversary event injuring 400 people and 73 people are killed in the incident. A massive crowd was held at the Build Sports Football Stadium because of the full capacity where 5,000 people attend the event as the crowds became more impatient and started pushing forward and shoving. Prompting security guards to panic and shut the entrance gates. Witnesses and several survivors reported that the stampede began when the already impatient crowd continued pushing and shoving, causing one of the barriers used to keep people in the queue to collapse. The gates happened to be on a sloped driveway, and when security guards tried to seal the gates further and calm the crowd, the crowd continued pushing and shoving as well as shaking the gates until they were forced open. After the gates eventually gave way, People at the front collapsed from exhaustion while others behind them stumbled. The slope driveway contributed to the worsening of the stampede. Also, this is definitely an example of what happened in an anime convention just like what happened at the anime New Year convention held last November 2021 where a male congoer from Minnesota received a positive COVID, including the COVID Omicron variant, but he's in mild condition. The Minnesota man is working with the Minnesota Department of Health to assist with contact tracing with his contacts in New York City. He stated that he wants to be a resource for public health and emphasized that he could have had a more severe illness if he were not fully vaccinated. The man had spent his time in New York attending discussion panels at the convention and chatting with strangers. He went out for dinner, drinks, and karaoke, which are typically mass-less activities, together with about 25 friends in the city outside the convention. About 15 of his friends have since tested positive for COVID, and they all had mild symptoms except for one whom he said had a bad day. Another Omicron variant has been detected came after the convention, and it is a male COVID Omicron patient from Connecticut who had a family member had tested positive for COVID after returning from the convention in New York. The organizer of the Anime New Year Convention releases a statement regarding the main congoer who attended the event and received a positive COVID Omicron variant, including two male persons from Minnesota and Connecticut. The anime organizers in the U.S. are required tightly strict health protocols such as body temperature check before entering, proof of vaccination such as vaccination cards, RT-PCR tests, 
wearing face masks, and of course, personal hygiene, such as bringing alcohol or hand sanitizers in the upcoming future events. We know we're already getting vaccinated after the second dose as well as the booster shot, but the COVID is still out there. Not even different kinds of variants such as Delta and Omicron are still out there because it is an airborne virus. I suggest it is better to avoid large crowd gatherings such as events, including anime conventions. And also, don't forget to follow health protocols and personal hygiene such as bringing a handkerchief, alcohol, and hand sanitizers, wearing face masks, and of course, wear face shields for protection just in case. And for the organizer, I suggest they should implement tight district health restrictions for the upcoming event, or better yet, cancellation will be an option. If there's a congoer who gets a positive COVID, the organizer must pay the hospital bill for the congoer in the hospital. Today, what we're talking about is the American live action adaptations based on Japanese media are either good enough or bad enough. And last Friday, December 10, 2021, Netflix has announced that the live action series adaptation of Sunrise's Cowboy Bebop has been cancelled after they released the first season of the live action series. The Netflix executives have decided to cancel live action series and movies on the streaming website. Most of the American channels and production companies are producing live action series and movie adaptations based on light novels, graphic novels, and comic books that receives good ratings, not only on the streaming website, but also on television and movies. The main reason for the cancellation of the live action adaptation of Sunrise's anime is the series garnered almost 74 million viewing hours so far, but its ratings dropped by 59% about two weeks after its premiere. It also received a 46% average rating among critics and 54% among audience members on the Rotten Tomatoes website. Since Cowboy Bebop is already getting the hype for the live action adaptation, but it is decided to go back to square one. And HO Oda's One Piece is currently in production for the live action. But the question remains, is One Piece getting hype for the live action or cancel it just like what happened to the live action Cowboy Bebop? Only time will tell. The live action adaptations based on Japanese media receive mixed reactions. Sometimes the show or film is good enough, but some are not. The main reason why they review it and get a rating score of the critics is because of the storyline based on the story of the manga, or apparently they're getting an only story which is not seen either in anime or manga, character appearance, and production quality. Saban's Power Rangers, for example, it is based on Toy Company's Super Sentai franchise, and they receive critical acclaim including the storyline, where the show has been running for 29 seasons so far, including Dino Fury, where the show returns for the second half, which is the 29th season, after the airing of the first half, which is the 28th season, and adapting three films, two of which is the original released in June 1995, and the other is Turbo released in March 1997. Then the first reboot came in March 2017, and they are planning to get a second reboot when the film project is in development. Saban is producing other adaptations of the series such as the 1994 TV series BR Troopers, which is based on the Metal Hero series such as Metalder, Spielman, and Shider, but the problem is the show was cancelled because the available Japanese footage was quickly exhausted. In a number of extreme cases, 
multiple tokusatsu scenes were put together in one episode, forcing stock footage to be reused multiple times throughout the series. The 1996 TV series Big Bad Billaboys, also known as Billaboys, which is based on the two seasons of the Metal Hero series Me Fighter, although the problems are still the same as PR Troopers. And 1995 TV series Mass Rider, which is based on the 1988 TV series from Japan, Kamen Rider Black RX. But Saban realized that it is not a direct spin-off as there was no mention of the Power Rangers, as Saban decided to reformat it into a standalone together TV series. Former president of Bandai, Mr. Shinichi Moriyasu, stated that the series was a commercial flop in the US and said that the sales of the toys were very low. The Pokemon Company International, or TPCI, released a live-action film adaptation of Detective Pikachu, and it is a loose adaptation based on the 2016 video game series of the same name, where the film was released in May 2019. The film has received praise for the characters, character movements based on the video game, and of course, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan lets the voice of Pikachu after he played the role in comic book film adaptations such as Deadpool and Green Lantern. In a comicbook.com article about why Reynolds decided to lend the world of Pikachu, Reynolds recently shared the main reason that he selected this world ahead of numerous others. As it turns out, he appeared in the movie in large part due to his children and his wishes for them. The actor lent his voice to the titular character because it would be a movie that his kids could watch right now with their father in it. It is filled with a lot of movies that may not be suitable for younger audiences. However, the movie is a parental guidance rating and is one of only a couple of films with that rating that Reynolds has applied in, much less starring roles. The film received mixed reviews with the praise as a video game adaptation that would appeal to the fans. Two American live-action film adaptations based on Japanese media franchises felt disappointing, such as the 1993 Super Mario Brothers live-action film and the 2009 Dragon Ball Evolution. In Super Mario Brothers, the live-action film is a subversive comedy with a weird and dark tone, and the setting was primarily inspired by the 1990 video game with other elements drawn from fairy tales and contemporary American culture. The production innovated and introduced many filmmaking techniques now considered pivotal in the transition from practical to digital visual effects including the use of Autodesk Clay. The film received critical and financial failure and it was met with generally unfavorable reviews from critics who criticized the confusing narrative, perceived lack of faithfulness to its source material, and inconsistent tone, but praised the innovative special effects, creative artistic direction, and performances of its actors. Despite a poor reception, the film gained a cult following in later years and has been recently regarded as a cult classic. Game creator Shigeru Miyamoto felt the film tried too hard to replicate the games instead of being a good film, so he decided to back to square one and produce an animated film produced by Universal Pictures and Illumination Entertainment where the movie was released in December 2022. In Dragon Ball Evolution, the live-action film is based on Akira Toriyama's manga series of the same name and Toy Company and Funimation have stated that they were not involved with the live-action film adaptation. The film received negative reviews by both critics and fans, particularly for its script, cast, and unfaithfulness to the source material. The film was meant to be the first of a series, though all subsequent films were cancelled. 
I did watch these two live action film adaptations based on the media franchise. Instead, I'm going to take a peek around what's in store for the movie. Since the American live action adaptations based on Japanese media have been altered, is the adaptation might be really good enough or bad enough if you're watching it either on the big screen or a small screen. It depends on the storyline including the new story, which has not yet been seen, the characters, and the setting which is good enough. The Japanese live action adaptation based on the media is good enough, but some they were a miss. Nobuhiro Watsuki's Woroni Kenshin, for example, and five live action films was really good, but almost a little bit, including the recent film The Legend Ends. The first show that I watched a live action is Ken Akamatsu's Negima back in 2007. The show is good enough based on the anime and manga, although there was some kind of a missed storyline. American film adaptations based on comic books are also good enough. Marvel and DC are two of the comic book companies that receive critical praise for their adaptations, and also ratings are topping off the charts because of the storyline and the characters. I might as well go into what's alive as an adaptation based on the American media rather than Japanese media. And for the live action based on video games, I think this will be interesting. Resident Evil and Tomb Raider are a huge success thanks to the storyline and the cast. With the Uncharted live action film is just around the corner, I think that will be interesting if the storyline goes well for the fans once the film releases. If you have comments or suggestions, let us know in the comments. Follow Jeff Eleven Manchester on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to youtube.com slash Capable. Well, that's about it for Jeff's podcast. This is Jeff. We'll see you in the next podcast.